is the most impressive. They tried to knock you out. They tried to kick you where it hurts. You got up. You kept going. That was in there. Hi everybody, and welcome to the Lot Pod, the Lead Rhinos Lot 17A podcast, kindly sponsored by ACDMB, who are a branding and creative design agency based in Farsley, Leeds. They create standout brands, so for any companies out there that need a brand new logo or a brand refresh, just get in touch with our friends ACDMB. Well, we're here, we have made it, the Lead Rhinos season is over, everybody take a deep breath. We're here to review the 2023 Leeds Rhinos season. Joining me as always, my right-hand man, my co-host, but our amazing stats man. Statman Reese. I'm a stat man. Reese. Put your knickers away, ladies. He's a married man now. Indeed, yes. <laughs> How was your so I can't get I can't get used to wearing a ring, by the way. I don't know. How was your ring then? Oh there we go. It's a ring. Um it, I am um, yeah, I can't get used to it. It's quite weird. I don't wear jewelry. Um but no, the wedding from the wedding. Uh yeah, a lot of alcohol, a lot of alcohol drunk. <laughs> <laughs> One two I do's. So that was the most important stat of the uh, of the day. Yeah, um, but no, it was good, thank you. But back back to reality now after a very back to reality day. crash crash landing back again with the lead rhinos. Just when you think they're done and dusted, can we confirm now? Is this are these going to be the final nails going into the 2023 lead rhinos season, Reese? Or do we say the lot pod awards? I say the lot pod awards is probably the last one. So these um, are the last couple, and yeah. then there's a few more that will. We'll fire in to confirm. And for those that in... haven't had their say there, you need to go look at my Twitter. We've had 125 people Thanks. filling the survey so far. Wow. Um, so we've got loads of people that have filled it out, given their ratings out of 10. And then I've made create myself more work by doing the Man of Steel format for the player of the year, signing of the season, and um young player of the season. There are some players that have got every score between one and ten, which is quite impressive. Really? Um, I think some of them might be jokey ones. So if, if you haven't done it, go fill out the survey. We'll use those for the Lot Pod Awards next week. You do make a good point because that's accessible to <laughs> not just Leeds fans. I might just go after looking at Mav on there. Yeah, I might have to remove giving, some. If I can see any consistent stuff, I might have to remove the jokey ones. Giving Richie Mile a player of the year. Zane Tetevano. Yeah, someone's someone's given Cruz Leaming a ten, so I don't know where that's come from. That is, that's one. Um, let's get your thoughts. By the way, on this podcast, we've got all of our regulars on with us. They've all got five minutes, or they will have five minutes. Reese has got a very strict time limit, 
yeah. of five minutes each. Um, they can essentially come on, rant, give positives, give negatives. It's their five minutes. We've got a few questions. Should they need them? These questions may repeat, but this is all about the regulars signing off on the 2023 season. So you're going to hear from them all tonight. Um, but first, Reese, what about you? What are your thoughts on this Leeds Rhinos 2023 season? I think it's been a very disappointing season on and off the field. Um, obviously, has it um, been the worst ever? Now, you've asked me this before. It's, I don't think it's the worst place, is it? So if you just look on the field, what we finished ninth in 2018. Um, so that's probably one of the lowest of my lifetime. Obviously, I'll pluck the. I wasn't really watching for the 96 to the over 2000, due to my age. I was three months uh, old. Yeah. <laughs> um, I f- it's definitely been up there. I think if you if you put into the off-field stuff that's gone on with three senior players leaving during the season, the recruitment that seems to be lagging behind, I, f- I think it's certainly a very good contender. Maybe another poll, but I, I, I'm, I'm going to say... Everything combined, yeah, I'm probably going to say it's one of these Rhinos' worst Super League season, to my what, memory. What did you make of the 2023 recruitment? Um, if you, At the beginning of the season, I thought there were some good signings in there in, in, in Nene. I didn't really expect James McDonald to be as good a player yeah. as he ended up being. Mm-hmm. I think he was an absolute find and an absolute gem. Mm-hmm. I think some of the younger players of signings or the championship players have worked. I thought Luke Cooley was actually a good backup in the end. Um, I mean, we've seen how hard to play it is to play at Hull KR with Gareth O'Brien having a shock on Friday night. You know, even the most experienced players end up having a bad night there. Um, so, um, but then there's other players that just haven't hit. Obviously, Derek Olfitz hasn't hit at all. Um, Lewis Roberts, we didn't really see a lot from him this year. We didn't see Louis Leon Ruin at all, unfortunately. So I think as a whole, the recruitment's probably sitting in about a a C grade. If McDonald's not in there, it's about an E, F. Ron Smith. Difficult year for him. I'm disappointed in how he's not seemed to take an ownership on results this season, especially when we've not played well. Um, I, I've said at points this year, I'm not convinced he can give the hair try a treatment at half time to give keep a kick up the arse. I don't know if this senior player fallout with Nene, Blake and Cruz is partly down to him or, or the club. It's quite difficult to understand that. Um, but I don't think he's got a grasp of of, um, of of things this year in certain elements. Especially, I don't really understand his style of play still. I haven't really enjoyed much of our rugby uh, other than the Huddersfield game. Um, so I think Rowan's on, he's on thin ice. Um, it seems that the club have stuck with him and I think that I would have been happy to see him go at the end of the year but equally I'm happy for him to stay but the club have got to back him right but I don't think his leash is very long for the beginning of next season We will find out who Reese is our first regular guest Our first regular is Josh, uh, you will not hear from me much now so I'm just going to go on mute but Josh, how are you? Hey lads Thanks for having us on again. Welcome back, mate. Um, yeah, your five minutes starts now. Starts now. What, what, have, what, what? Just your thoughts on twenty twenty three as a whole to start with, Josh. Yeah, it's been really disappointing, as we just said, um, to be in the grand final last year and have that incredible run when Rome yeah. came in. I think optimism was high. I think 
we probably didn't have a huge chance of winning the grand final. And I feel like maybe our our achievement was to get there. Mm. Um, but we, I think we all, if you check the tapes, I think we all were pretty optimistic going into this season with a coach who we all thought knew what he was doing and had a clear plan and, and it fit the mould of the Rhinos kind of attacking off the cuff stuff. But none of that's come to fruition this year. Um, touching on the recruitment that you asked, uh, yeah. I think for me, the main thing in the off season was the fact that we lost Hardacre and Sutcliffe and replaced them with Nene and Olfert for me, plus a load of uh, unproven talent from the championship. And I felt worried at the time with that because I feel like I constantly compare our roster to our winning rosters of the past. Mm. Um, and I know that's difficult to um, reproduce unless you have such a strong core of academy players academy, because of the yeah. salary cap. Um, so my positives for this year are the academy players that have shone, you know, the likes of mm. Jared, who's come through, Cam Smith, Tom Holroyd, I think had a really big year. The surprise package was James McDonnell, as um, Reese said, which has been a great find. Um, but with recruitment, the negatives is is like, like Reese has said, there's, there's purely some uh, discord between the senior players and the managing staff with mm. Cruz, Austin and uh, Nene going AWOL at the end there. Yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, I think Olfert's disappointment, Caesar and Austin disappointment, Donaldson standard disappointment. A disappointing one for me was actually Oledski. Um, yeah. If you, if you look at his stats, I'm sure he's probably still, you know, more than done enough for a, for a half-decent prop in Super League. Right? I think he's genuinely one of the best props in Super League. And he hasn't had, had those... Um, the influence on games, like putting stats to a side, the influence on games that mm. he did last year where he kind of carried... They were massive last year, yeah. Yeah, so um, it's been a very disappointing year. Recruitment was the start of the worrying signs for me. I actually thought pre-season was terrible. Um, mm. And it, it's, it's never really got kicked off for us, has it? I think the spines let us down massively by Jared, who's been working his hardest. Mm. Um so yeah, lots to be done for next year. Um, how long have I got left? You've got a minute and forty-five seconds. What do you think of twenty twenty four's recruitment, Josh? Yeah. Obviously, well, Mackie Miller, Matt Frawley, Goudemond. Yeah, so I've got going on to that. I think I think as you said, either in the group chat or on a pod recently, Eddie. I think this is more than a one-year project to rebuild this. Um, it's impossible to rebuild a spine in a year. Mm. Um, so with that in mind, I think Lockie Miller is a great signing. Um, it's about as good as we can hope for, I think, in the in the Super League. As good as it gets he's, from NRL. Yeah. yeah. He's got sheer pace, which I think will do really well over here. But I still feel like we're a centre shot because of Nene. I think with Frawley's, you know, whatever. Um We'll wait and see on that. I think we need a half partner to him, which will be a game changer. I think we need an experienced nine to help Jared. 
we need another forward because, as you know, and I won't go over it, I'm still gutted about Sam Walters leaving. <laughs> I don't think I don't think a championship franchise lets their best academy players leave so easily. There's going to be a lot. Of um, <laughs> yeah. So, but the the biggest thing I feel as a negative, as I know that my time's running out, is I feel like there's a big dis- disconnect between the club and the fans. Yeah. Which even when we've had bad times before, yeah. yeah, when we've had a bad times before, I don't feel we had such disconnect. Um, now I'm I'm 33. Um, that might have been in the past, but this is of my experience. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's mm. my general thoughts. Josh, thanks a lot for all your thoughts. Sorry, Josh finished finished with one second to spare then. That was absolutely perfect. Professionalism for you. (laughs) I was watching the counter go down. (laughs) And we'll see you in 2024, mate. Cheers, lads. Enjoy the off-season. Cheers, see ya. Reese, who's joining us next? Yes, we have got... It's going to be a contest of the eloquent language this evening. And contestant number one in that category is Ian. Ian, how are you? Good evening, everybody. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Friends, nice Romans, countrymen, welcome. Nice as always to have you on, Ian. Um, you. Your thoughts on 2023 as a whole? Right. Well, for those of us who are a little bit longer in the tooth, um, this is perhaps not the worst season <laughs> ever. Um, for those of us who were around in 1996 and, mm. and a few seasons before that in the oh, winter, um, trust me, it was worse than this. Um, <laughs> We've lost Ian. He's disappeared. He's gone. We have lost Ian. So let's bring Mark in in an emergency. Mark, how are you? You're all right, lads. Can you hear me? We yes, can hear Mark. you very much. Well, we're going to sub Ian back in in a second. But since we've just lost Ian, are you all right to start your five minutes now? Yeah, I am, mate. Yeah. Go Fantastic. for it. Crack on. Uh, shy. Shy. Protesting. <laughs> um, a proper fucking shambles. Um, I've seen more spine than a fucking jellyfish. Um, and now, now to the technical side of it, pre-season, that's when alarm bell started ringing, when he were dicking around playing half a team and playing gun and a half back and, I don't know, it was just, it was just proper, it just seemed like too far relaxed, we didn't look fit, we didn't look like we had a game plan. Then we had the highs of the 12-man win away at Wigan, you think, all right, we're back. Mm-hmm. We're here. There's something about us. There's a bit of guts yeah. and a bit of spine. I mean, from then on, probably what Catalans at home. Apart from that, we've been absolutely shit week after week after week. And what I don't like about it as well, it's the excuse culture and the yeah. reflection afterwards. All you hear from Ron is, "Oh, we were a pretty close game. We did all right in a lot of parts of that game." And Scoreboard might say we only lost by 10, 12, 14 points in some games. Jackson performances, we were so far off, it was shocking. Teams only had to turn up at times just to complete a set of six kick and they beat us. Yeah. There was no heart, no desire. The quality, were, it was just so lacking. It was so poor. And what Josh was saying before about a disconnect, this is a big disconnect, this, because mm. you see fans turn on them. You see players turn on fans, again, Mr. Newman, when he's big dummy. You know what I mean? That can't happen. And I think Gary Everton's done a lot of great things for this club. And there's a lot of great things at the club that he still does. But I think he's took his eye off the ball with the first team set up. 
I think it's too lackadaisical. I don't think it's professional. I think it lacks accountability. It lacks quality. And there's nobody there to get Aiden Caesar back throat and throw him in a fucking wheelie bin. That's just not good enough. You, you know, the magnitude of the number he wears alone should mean that he runs his bollocks to fucking to death week in, week out, and he just isn't. He's fucking so were shit. You, were you upset to see him leave then, Mark? Oh, heartbroken, mate. Heartbroken. I didn't think you were here for the last fucking three months, were you? Nobody saw him. Two years. I don't think he's been here. I'll tell you how good Caesar was. McDonald was better than him for the last five games. Yeah. And he yeah. was in fucking Australia tossing it off. <laughs> I, I don't... I lost it with Rowan. I'm, no second chances for me. Again... So, I was going to say, in terms of Rowan Smith, then, you think he should he should be gone now, man? He should, he should, he should, he should have been sacked at full time against Castleford. Come yeah. on, Pete. Yeah, say goodbye. There's your, tra- there's your play ticket. Off you fuck. So if Rowan Smith, if Rowan Smith goes, who who comes in, Mark? Has he got someone in mind or someone we should go after? Yeah, that's on the club. My choice would be Danny Maguire. Yeah, Danny Maguire in, um, probably Danny Wolverine, someone who knows the club, who's been around the coaching now. They've done the badges, done the done the time. Yeah, they know what it means to wear that blue and amber shirt. Mm. And they were in an era where they were not, they were nowhere to hide. If you weren't performing, Peacock's got you a bit throat. Do you know what I mean? Or, or even coach. I mean, Brian McDermott's not my favourite coach at all. Far from it. But he held them accountable. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's simple things that don't need to be a rocket scientist or be this all-conquering rugby league guru to solve can be done overnight. It's a sta- It's been held accountable. It's a standard of performance, of behaviour, of training. You've, nobody's got a right to win every game. Nobody's got every, a right to win every every trophy, and I don't expect that. But they expect to wear when they when they put that shirt on, when they're either down at Kirkstall, whether they're walking around the streets talking to fans, whether they're on the pitch. I expect one hundred and ten percent commitment and professionalism from them. Yeah. And the bunch of wankers, there's not a lot of, uh, among them. The only people that can stand up for me are Cam Smith, Jared O'Connor, James McDonald's been magnificent. Yeah. Wouldn't have come in whether they've reached the levels required and not irrelevant. They've put their effort in. I mean, Lou Cooley, he, he, he's had a dig. Louis Roberts, he's not the greatest player, but he's had a dig. Mm. And then, like everyone else, he's saying losing Josh Walters is just criminal. He's absolutely criminal. He gives and you no deal and lose Sam Walters. What a fucking. Your... <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that tonight. Just for your last 60 seconds, Mark, 2024. We've got Miller, we've got Frawley, we've got Goudemond. Any other positions we sh- you think we should be strengthening? Um, I'd pay Frawley off now and not have him. <laughs> and then we, we need a six or seven. We need another big kick-ass prop. And obviously we need a centre to replace in AWOL, Mr. Invisible Man. Uh, for 2024, I don't hold a lot of hope out if this coaching setup continues. So I, think, I don't think there's a good coach among them. I really don't. Mark. The excuses are fucking shit. <laughs> Mark, thanks a lot for your contributions in 2023. <laughs> thanks oh, yeah. a lot for your thank thoughts. Great all tonight. season. And we will see you in 2024, mate. Thank you. Absolutely, see you Mark. All the best. And congratulations on your wedding race. Oh, thanks, thanks, Mark. Yeah, classy, classy touch. Classy touch.
Get rid of Frawley. Frawley plays it. The, come on, this guy is... He's the soundbite of the... I, I feel like we should have left Mark to last us because I think everyone's going to leave really now. <laughs> we, we, we've kind of boxed him in. We should. Everyone would have agreed Mark should have got 15 to 20 minutes. Oh. Uh, I think we should bring Ian back in because we've Ian's cheated. He's going to get his five-second timer back. Uh, but Ian, let's oh, start bless. the five-second timer again. Thank you very much. Friends, Romans and countrymen, many people have tried to silence me, but technology is about the only one that has been successful. But I'm, I'm here and I'm back. And, and I, was, I was destroyed mid-flow. because I was, I was, I was, I was going to go and have a go at the, the, this season. Well, for those of us who are a little bit longer in the tooth, um, um, this is not the worst season that we've, we've ever had. You know, For those of us that were around in 96, I'm sure you can... Uh, You'll all remember that, and for those of us also that were around in some of the winter seasons, trust me, it was it was a lot more, it was it was a lot more grim than even this season. However, um, how do I follow um, what's just gone on in terms of of many of the things that have been said? Um, mm. Oh dear, not the greatest of seasons. I think the big problem was is that the huge expectation after getting to the grand final last yeah, year, I agree. Yeah. Um, and and everybody's popped out the woodwork thinking the good times are back again, and sadly they are not. We are probably halfway through um, a project, and and the other massive problem that we have is that we do not have a golden generation. I was I was thinking about this on mm. on trying to. Um, in anticipation of this evening, if you think about it, we were incredibly lucky to have a crop of seven or eight players when the golden generation came through mm -hmm. um, that were all A, great players, and B, all arrived at once. And not yeah. just your, your Danny Maguires and your Rob Burrows, but also your Kevin Sinfields, but, but also players like your Matt Diskins of this world, mm -hmm. your Richie Mathers of this world that kicked all these things off. Um, and it is very, very difficult. And some of the recruitment I can understand was for players that aren't just going to go in now, but maybe are going to come in, in in a year or two years or three years' time that are going to develop. Having said that, they've, they, they, they appear to have been Hooley straight away, who, you know, who is, mm -hmm. is going to take up the bright lights at Castleford. Um, there's, there's the kid from the academy that's going to go to Hull KR. Now, I think questions need to be asked that... Why has Hull KR got more opportunities than than Leeds? Um, but you know, it it is the 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 recruitment I will um, sort of reserve judgment on because I, agree, I think yeah. there's got to mm. be a lot more players that need to come in. My massive mm. worry is that we replace the one. We're going to need a six and a seven, and possibly even a thirteen as well. And it's basically mm. the spine of the team. And then the massive problem is that they've got to hit the ground running at the end of February yeah. or else we're going to be, because, you know, we can't have time of, oh, well, they've got to gel. Mm. Well, you know, we've got a big problem if, if that comes along. Um, and um, Rowan Smith, Ian, do you think the club are right to stick with him? Do you think he'll get a few games? Do you think it's a long-term plan? What are your I think the, the question is, is who else is there? Mm. Um, there is there is not a lot of names leaping out there that potentially could come up, uh, that, that would be prepared to take the job. The, the thing is, it's saying, oh, well, go get him and go get them or whatever. One, The first question is, is do they want to come? Mm. It also harks back to the recruitment because, let's face it, we've been mediocre for about five, six years now. So, yeah. you know, if you're looking at recruiting a good player, then are they going to think, well, am I going to go to Leeds? 
Am I potentially not going to win anything for a couple of years? And if I do go to Leeds, well, bang 20% on my salary demands because that's going to compensate me for not winning anything. Yeah. Likewise, you're going to have that with a coach. And it probably all stems back to, to the end of the golden generation mm. and the failure to recruit players to come along. Now, if we're in the middle of, of the the middle of the, the, the teenage the, the teen years in you know sort of twenty fifteen had gone up to any youngster and said, Look, we're interested in you coming along to Leeds, they'd they'd have bitten your hand off to sign. You go to a kid now, no, I want to sign for Wigan, I want to sign for St Helens, Warrington, even Hull KR. Mm-hmm. You know, so they they're gonna go for those. They they they're gonna go for that. The the failure was that we didn't do what Wigan did when they were successful in the 1980s. And no matter who you were, when you got to around about 30, you were shuffled off. Yeah, you off know. you go. The next the only, kid is coming yeah, in. The only, the only big mistake that Wigan made in terms of shuffling somebody off at that time was Hanley, who came to Leeds and had a couple of great seasons. Yeah. But there were always schmuck clubs around to buy. Andy Gregory, Goodway, Wayne. Mm. Players that were that were over the hill and passed it, and were basically signed for Leeds on their, their past glories. So we would, you know, we should have been ruthless at that time. We shouldn't have been handing contracts out to players that were thirty-two and thirty-three. It should have been a case of thank you very much for your service. You've been, you, you know, the but we've week, now yeah. got, yeah, we've got a younger, yeah. uh, more hungry kid that's coming through who's twenty-two years old who's going to have your place. Thank you very much. Ian and, and perpetuated it. Thank you very much for your thoughts for the whole of 2023. Thank you for tonight, and we'll see you in 2024. Enjoy the off-season. Thank you very much. See you all soon, folks. Bye-bye. That's the first of our eloquent speakers. That's the first. The competition will come up later. I feel quite offensive that I'm now going to say James is not in that competition, but James is our next guest. (laughs) James, how are you? Evening, guys. I'm well. How are you? This uh, This is the cost of the crap, you know. Cost of living yeah. crisis. The poor bloke can't turn his light on. Yeah, that's, this, <laughs> if it's too dark, I can turn it on and just going with the uh, the mood. Uh, James, <laughs> your thoughts on 2023? Uh, poor, poor. <laughs> Mainly negative, obviously. Yeah, the end of 2022, it. the back half of that, things look good. We have a new coach coming in and we got to the grand final and Obviously, an expectation then is set for the fans that we're going to see that again and that success again the following season. Um, And then, obviously, the retention of certain players failed. The signings were, um, I think, maybe not really proven. No no one came into that team and were like, that's a brilliant signing, is that? that, Really looking forward to it. Um, Some of those signings have gone on to do good things and been relatively good or had good stints, maybe not all of them. Um, So that's a shame. And then just, I mean, doesn't seem like week in, week out, anything really changed. Uh, We scrimped and scraped at, uh, you know, the the tactics and the the play style. It never really changed. I think biggest lows that come to mind, really, um, I like losing to Cast twice early on in the season. They've yeah, not won a game, and then we go mm. to their place and lose in a horrendous manner. Um, they lost to Wakefield when they were being battered every single week. Absolutely just terrible. They, they're games that we should have walked into and won, walked away. 
with massive wins and we didn't. And then it just seemed the same thing happened week in, week out. Players constantly out of position and, you know, scraping the barrel for things where surely that's why we would, we should have been looking at mid-season signings, maybe to make an impact, maybe to cover positions. Mm. But none of that happened. Nothing changed. It only got progressively worse. And then we were sat there on the smallest glimmer of thought that maybe, you know, the mathematics of the table would work in our favour, but why why would it anyway? What would have happened come this weekend? We'd have been we'd have been run over by a team. We hadn't we don't have enough into us. There's not there's not there was not enough energy in that squad. It were lacking and poor just by a few players, I don't think many one wanted to get up for it. Everyone were clearly on holiday come, you know, ten PM that Friday after cast because they were done with it too. Um so, Rowan Smith, would you would you back him then? Would you keep him? Is it a long term plan? Is it? I, I don't know. I remember I remember us talking about this and being you know confused by the signing and wondering who he was. And then you know he's, he's he he did all right at first, and then the season looked terrible. But there's him. The rest of the coaching staff are still questioning that. The after the um, Jamie Jones and and Shaw Long moved on. We didn't really replace them, their, mm. them as coaches or their style of coaching at all, really. Um, Chev Walker maybe is deserving of, of a coaching role that is permanently first team after being in the club for so long and uh, in with the academy and the youth and stuff, but I, it just hasn't worked. Um, so I think the whole entire coaching setup needs maybe a refresh or new people bringing into it so that things can be different in, in 2024. Wrong with... I'd, it's hard because if we're not going to sack him now, there's no point because someone yeah. needs to be in, the, you know, right now for those kids that are going to be in at the start of sort of November um, and be influencing that side right up until the, until the end of February and anything in between. So we don't want to see pre-season again where we've got people like Gannon playing in the halves because mm. we want these players to be in their near position really. And then 2024, obviously, was signed Miller, Frawley, Goudamond. Any other positions that you think we yeah, should need to strengthen? I think someone else needs to be in the house. We need another house partner. For me, mm. I see Frawley playing six based on looking at his stats from the past couple of years. So he looks more like a six than a seven. I don't want yeah. to see Myler play at seven ever again in the league. No shirt, one does. Unless it's absolutely <laughs> necessary. And, and I mean, absolutely dead set necessary. So I think we need a seven. Um nine to come off the bench would be nice or to start so that O'Connor could be rotated a bit more with someone with experience. Yeah. Um and then there's the likelihood that we're going to need a new centre now. Someone with reputation, someone who's a big meter maker, good at getting offloads. That's what we're missing. I think that's what we need. Um and they need to be coming in before before the end of preseason, like the Sam was the only one where he came in at the end of preseason. We don't need that. We need someone to hit the ground running with the rest of the team. Yeah. 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 James, thanks a lot for your thoughts this season and we'll see you in 2024, mate. No, thank you very much for your time. Thanks, take James. care, for you. Cheers. Could we just take a moment to pause on the production value of what we're doing right here, right now? Are you just, are you just giving yourself a pat on the back I, I am. Yeah, I'm giving it just in case you don't. You're doing a fab um, job. <laughs> doing a fab job. Uh, we have um, some of the similar hairstyle to you next, uh, Eddie, and that is our Phil, who's rubbing his head as we speak. <laughs> Hi, Phil, Phil, it's, a, it's a beautiful head of hair. That exactly. Gorgeous. Think of the money we've saved in haircuts. Exactly. Should have put my gigs on. <laughs> 
Phil, welcome back. You're always welcome. Your thoughts you. on the 2023 season. Go for it. Uh, challenging, frustrating, disappointing. Um, again, you know, I think quite a few people have covered it. That fact that I think we've got to accept that we're not the club that we once were. Uh, within that transition zone, I know we say it's a three-year sort of like pro project and everything else, that type of stuff. With Roman Smith and the team is building, and I, I think twenty twenty-four is going to be sort of like the the year where it comes to fruition. It's either make or break for Roman Smith and some of the players he signed. You know, his some of his team selections have been what dubious, and everyone else seems to can we can see it, but it just doesn't seem to be able to get it out of them on the pitch. Um, you know, I'll, I'll admit it, I've never been his biggest fan since his appointment. I just, mm. very early on, I just thought that he was a little bit sort of like out of his depth. Some of his, mm. his presses after the game, he, he, were, he yeah. were, like you said, saying positives around things when there were other things which were clearly higher priorities to, to us mm. as fans and 10, 15,000 people could see it, but he couldn't seem to see it. And yeah, yeah I think as, as, as squad's a bit thin as well. On the squad then, what did you make of the signings for 2023? Again, I don't think that some of them want lead standard. Uh, obviously, mm. McDonald, what you know, outstanding signing, I think. Um, uh, you know, Luke Cooley, Luke Cooley's come in, he's just started to sort of like find his feet a bit, but then he, he's been, looks like he's going to go on to pastors new. Um, Nene McDonald, again, you know, attitude and the individual circumstances, that's still got to come out in the wash, hasn't it, around what, what the overall debacle is. You know, I can get it according to him. He's still a, a least player for the next four years. But whether, whether you see him back in a blue and amber shirt, mate, I don't think no um, that, that'll be coming. Um, so Nene's yeah. not done anything wrong, Phil. So, uh, well, on. yeah, he, he, you know, he, he's, it's all green on his side, mate, and it, you know, but it's just... Yeah, I just again, I just don't th seem to think that we are the club that we once think we were, and we can still attract that caliber of players that we're used to and be spoilt with in, in the years gone by. Mm. So on the twenty twenty four recruitment, then we've said this a few times, but Miller, Frawley, Goudemond, anywhere else, position wise, you reckon we need strengthening for next season? <laughs> How big's the checkbook? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we need quite a bit. Like I said, you know, Jerry's at Goudemond and and. You know, he's an established pro. The other two are lucky Miller. That uh, you know, they're going to come in. I'm looking forward to seeing him play because he's uh, he's obviously rapid. He's got some speed which we need. What he's going to run off as an halfback perspective, I I, I don't know. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, and, and obviously you know we know about Frawley from his Huddersfield days. So I think Jury's still out in our recruitment and retention. And again, are we still the club? What can attract them? High quality players. What we've used to being able to unearth it in the past. Do you think Lockie Miller's going to be a star for the Rhinos then? Someone with his pace and, mm. and his stats and his career within what he's done in NRL, like, you know, he's, up, got, yeah. he's got the potential to be. Mm. It's just whether, again, the coaching staff or the backroom staff can, can get a tune out of him when he steps onto a pitch. Um, mm. But, you know, I think... Even from the performances on the pitch, I think there's certainly sort of like issues in the back room and, and the staff and the some of the upper echelons at the club. Uh, you know, is it time for Gary Etherington to step aside and put somebody with a new um, objective and new direction of travel in there and, and modernise it? Because every other club seems to be able to attract all these players, generate all these crowds and, and unearth these players, and we seem to struggle to do that. 
Do you think they would need like a director of rugby of sorts, like like Danny yeah, McGuire? that'd be that'd be good, like a uh, Mr. Maguire or Mr. Sinfield, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, weird, isn't it? Because the league leads and everybody goes on to bigger and better things, and like we had them at our disposal, and we seem to just let them go for no reason. Yeah, they were here. They yeah. were here. Danny Maguire won't go to Cass. What yeah. did what do you? I mean, you kind of talk about Ron Smith as saying that you, you weren't his biggest fan and whatnot, but do you think? Any coach could have coped with Leeming, Austin, Tetavano's, you know. In, in, Again, it's, an, it's that challenging bit, and it? it's that how the yeah. man managed them, sort of like egos and attitudes, I think. I mean, the good mm. thing is that they've turned around and gone, no players bigger than the club. Get out, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and set the president, which is good there, but does that also poison it on the other side as well? You can't attract them players because if something does go wrong, first sort of like, bit, are you going to be shown the door? Um but yeah, Jory's out. Jory's out for 2024. So I'll give Rowan a little bit more time, but I would have got rid of him earlier on in the season. He definitely would have got rid of him. <laughs> Phil, <laughs> thanks a lot for your thoughts for 2023, and we'll see you in 2024. Mate. Thanks, Take guys. Care. Keep Enjoy up the good the work. Season. Good old Phil there. Wait, we're, we're flying through. This is flying. This is easy. You're on mute as well. We can't hear a word you're saying. <laughs> Just, I, I like I like Phil's going. I'll give him time, but I'd have got rid of him. But I'll yeah. give him time. I'll, I'll, the, uh... I give him time now, but I would have sacked him after Wakefield. Yeah. 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 It's like what's changed? Uh, yes, we are flying through these, uh, and next we've got uh, a very regular guest, and that is our Loz. Laurie, how are we? Hello. Uh, yeah, that's there. He time. is. How we doing? We all right? Yeah. All good, mate. Um, Welcome back. You're always welcome. Laurie, your thoughts on 2023. Go for it. Well, it's been as mad as a box of frogs, hasn't it? I mean, let's be brutally honest. (laughs) What a fantastic season. We've had laughs. We've had tears. We've had players. Lots of tears. Lots I was going to say, you had red ears. No, well, I don't know about that. But no, it's been one of those seasons which, if you look back, we'll all go, wow, that's been fun. We yeah. won't, but you know, it's been one of those um highlights Saints away at start years, start of the season, brilliant. God, that um, feels like a long time ago. It does, done it. You know, we've had some really good moments, but the list of shit moments is like that long. It's ridiculous. So it's kind of one of those where you could we look back and we'll go, We did this brilliantly, but we also did that we terribly, and that terribly and terribly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's kind of one of those where for me personally, I'd, if I was gonna give it a rating out of ten. It's a five and a half this season, possibly. Really? Wow, I think that's really high. I'm being generous. At her. Okay, probably you about always are. But, um, always yeah, are. so it's kind of like I just feel like, as as a perspective, we really need to look at this season and just go, we've messed up. We need to improve. We've relied too much on what we thought we did well last year, and it hasn't worked. And I think I that's from top to bottom of the club, and we have to look at that. I agree. I think that 2022 grand final kind of. Yeah, over these cracks, and we all, I mean, felt, with, um, myself included, I'm, I'm as guilty as anybody. Oh, yeah, don't worry. I, I mean, I went into the season thinking we're going to do all right, we're going to do brilliantly, and then mm. it's kind of gone, yeah, we haven't. Yeah, shit. I mean, jo- I've just been speaking with Josh just now, and he was like, We need a director of rugby, and do you know what? He's got a good point. We do, mm. we need somebody at the top who can look down not just on the coach, but just everywhere else and go, That's what we need to improve, and let the coach do his job. And, and also, I do feel it's got, I think Gary should just sort of move a little bit away from the, the team perspective and take mm-hmm. a bit of a backseat. That's my personal viewpoint. You know, 
You I mentioned think, the coach there, Laws. What what would you have done with Rowan at the end of the year or throughout the year or now? What are your feelings on, on Rowan Smith? My personal feeling is look to look, see how we go at Solista. Mm. Just, I think we can give it, personally, yeah, it's been a bit shambolic this year, but I do feel we can just give him that bit and say, look, there has been problems, some of it which he's made, but in the same context, just give him that bit of time. If it's if we're having a shit start next year, he has to go for me. But is is it not better to get rid of him now than let him recruit or play some part of recruitment? And then yeah, how do we? Because if my my sorry, well done. This is your five minutes. <laughs> now. But, um, my my view on that is if we give him six seven or up to Eastern and we're still cover ears, George shite. I'm like, we should have got rid of this guy. Yeah, but this is the issue. Who's who's responsible for that? Is it Heverington? Yeah. Or is it, it's one of those ways. Uh, if, what, another. But um, I know my time's probably running out. I've just got to say as well, well done to the women's team, and well done to the wheelchair team. Dropping well this club up. Yeah, yeah. I, we've got to do. We have to literally give these guys such Massive. a big round of applause Massive. because they've done well, and they're representing this club brilliantly. And yeah, men, any. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, We've man. literally got to, and they played very well last night, the wheelchair team. So I've got to pick them up. Oh, you went, didn't you? Yeah, yeah it was brilliant, man. And, uh, so on um, on twenty twenty four, then Laws yeah. have brought Lackey Miller, Matt Frawley, Goudamond. Any other positions that you feel we are vital for the Rhinos to kind of stay um, in twenty twenty four? I definitely think we we'll probably need another prop, maybe just for cover, or yeah. maybe another second row. Definitely the centre because that pile of shite staying in PNG. But literally, just. You know, we need. I think we need depth rather than filling places. We need depth, and we haven't got that at the moment. I personally mm. don't feel so. It's going to be interesting. I think we've got to really make sure this is crucial. This like next four or five months, just because otherwise, if we don't, twenty twenty four be a write off. It'll be gone again. Yeah. And my final question, Loz, are you going to buy every single kit in twenty twenty four again? Yeah, <laughs> what sort of question is that? You know, I just put it at this point. I've had conversations with Laurie this week about kit nearly every day this week. Um, <laughs> about eBay and vintage. I bought three Lee's Rhinos jerseys this week. And I've seen exhibit A. Is bad as him. Yeah, I'll go say uh, I've seen one tonight. I'll have to message you about. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Laurie, thank you very much as always for 2023. Enjoy the off season, and we'll see you Cheers, in 2024, mate. mate. In a Take bit, care. thank you. Good old Laurie, the shirt collector. Every single shirt. Every I, single season. Not now. The Every single podcast. We've got, we've got similar sizes in shirt, would you believe? Even though I'm six foot three and he's five foot two. Um, and we keep not sharing. We used to share each other's shirts on eBay. So, oh, look at this. Oh, isn't this a good price? We've you should buy this one. I'll buy this one. <laughs> got a shirt that I wanted and I've just got a shirt that he wanted. Um, so, we're just being careful. But, yeah, I'm... I'm I'm think I don't think any of us will beat Chris. Um no. but yeah. Who's next? We've got um Sam on next from Lee's Rhinos Newsroom, who we haven't had on for a while, and I'm really, really intrigued. No, he was hey. due. I'm... oh bring him Go in. On. Bring him in because I'm intrigued because Sam's tone on Twitter has changed in recent months. So Hello. Sam, how are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Just had a, a Sunday dinner, so I can't complain. Oh, so it's bloated. Best meal. Best meal. <laughs> no, Sam, you were do on for the Catalan? Yeah, yeah, I managed to avoid that one. Yeah. <laughs> Quite coincidental, but I don't blame you. <laughs> if I didn't have to, I took a gun to my head to review that one. Welcome back. Um, Sam, your thoughts on Leeds Rhinos 2023? 
just a big mess and a, a massive disappointment from start to finish, wasn't it? Correct. You know, after after last season, I thought there was so much promise and, and expectation after getting to the grand final. And to be honest, from the start, it just looked like a team without a plan, without any leadership. Uh, personally, I, I'd given up by around May time, I remember. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, That's earlier than Mark. <laughs> I'd been on holiday uh, the day I came back was Wigan away which actually we ended up winning but I tweeted at half time of that game saying it's amazing how Rowan Smith has managed to throw away all the credit he had within three months of, of this season starting um, and you know that, that tweet looked a bit silly for about a week and then it just didn't get any better really after winning that game Um yeah, so after that, you know, my view on the whole season was just so negative, and it it was it didn't help that off the pitch was just as bad. You know, the, the situations with yeah. Leeming at the start of the year, Austin yeah. and McDonald that's you know still ongoing now. Mm. Uh, the communication coming out of the club has been awful. With you know Rowan Smith, they'll say one thing uh, that you know he doesn't know what's going on. It's all with Gary Edrin, and Edrin <laughs> will say, oh. Rowan's in charge of the rugby. It's all so, Rowan Smith. <laughs> so who, who's actually doing what and who's responsible, you know, for, for this mess that we've been in for, for just years now? And it, it doesn't look like anything's changing either because the, the bits of recruitment we have done have been, you know, average at, at very best, to be honest. I'm excited to see uh, Lockie Miller. Uh, the rest of them, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not really sure what they add too much. Uh, we're losing, you know, players like Sam Walters, who's been one of our best players this season. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know who we replace him with, and you know, who are we going to attract? That if it's a youngster, it's definitely not going to be someone as talented as Sam Walters. Not and we're not yeah. going to get any experienced prop, I don't think. Um, and that, but to be honest, yeah, I'm just glad it's over. Glad we didn't get uh, the playoffs and you know, paper over the cracks again like we did last year. Uh, I'm excited to switch off from it for a while, but uh, hopefully there's some major work going on in the off season while I'm uh, just relaxing for a bit. Touching off. So on Rowan Smith, um, mm. would you have got rid of him earlier in the year? Would you get rid of him now? What are your thoughts on Rowan? I would have got rid of him after Wakefield, um, but as soon as we didn't do that, I'm now of the opinion that we may as well, you know, stick with him. Stick with him for a, a um, couple of months next season if it starts badly. You know, I think I think he has to go. But now he's started making signings, we may as well just go with it and see what happens. But th this year was the you know the year where maybe maybe it wasn't going to be as perfect as we wanted it to be, but it should have been better than it was. Um, so you know this this next year has to be the year. Otherwise, he's gone. Yeah. So then you, you've mentioned there Milner, Frawley, Goudemond. Any other positions you think are absolutely critical that we get? We definitely need right. if we're if we're being realistic, McDonald's gone. Yeah, he's gone. If he hasn't already, and it's just not being announced, it's never coming back. No, I, I can't see it. So, uh, centre definitely a, another prop would be nice. Um, but to be honest, any quality in any position on the pitch would just be very welcome. So you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> very broad. There you go, Gary. That's easy. It's <laughs> quality somewhere, anywhere. Um, and then. Do you think, I haven't asked this much on this pod, do you think this is the worst Super League season, Sam, for the Rhinos? Um, With the things that have I, happened on and off the pitch? 
Potentially. I think 2016 was probably harder to take just because we'd been so used to success. Yeah. I felt anyway. The back of a treble, yeah. Yeah, so that was more of a shock. Uh, this season has just felt like the, you know, the result of years of just poor planning off the field and mm-hmm. just, you know, declining. Transition after transition. And exactly. now we're in another transition. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it it's up there with the worst for, for sure. Sam, thanks a lot for your time tonight. Thanks a lot for your thoughts over the 2023 season and we'll see you in 2024, mate. Enjoy the off-season. I know you've said you will. I absolutely will. (laughs) Take care. Thank you. There's any about. Firing through these, aren't we? Firing through these and next we've got a competitor for our one of our first guests, Mark. And it is Duncan. Duncan, how are you? Evening, lads. You okay? Here he is. First of all, Duncan, let's clap in Crystal Palace. <laughs> Going over to Scum and beating those. I mean, what a goal that one as well, Duncan. What it and it was a it was a decent one. Was I was uh, actually got offered corporate, but it was too late for me to go. Oh, that'd have been an amazing gutted. game to go. I know. I know. Oh, amazing, Duncan. Welcome along. Yes. Your thoughts on the twenty twenty three season? Go for it. Uh, two out of ten. Rowan oh, should Duncan. be. <laughs> Rowan. Rowan should be. Uh, Rowan should have been sacked after Wakefield. Yeah. Um, and the club's been held up by the wheelchair and the women's side. Yeah. And the PDRL boys as well. Yeah, again. Uh, yet again. Um. The stuff about I heard you talking earlier about Leeming, Austin. Um, McDonald, yeah. Austin was sort of the epitome of what's going on off the field, wasn't he, really? With the contract yeah. talks, talking on Sky, uh, nothing going on behind closed doors. Um, it's all out in the open for everyone to everyone to see and hear. Um, I don't buy into the fact that like Smith's been dealt a tough hand this year. I think he's partly to blame for some of the... Mm. Uh, some of the things that have happened, certainly Leeming, he knew about Leeming, he wanted rid of Leeming, he got his wish, and we didn't replace him for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. That what did you make of the recruitment for 2023, Duncan, at the start of the year? The start of the year, um, it was unknown, wasn't it? And we were mm. promised that uh, Rowan can coach and develop these players, and that's stagnated. Uh, players like Louis Roberts um, haven't, and Justin Sangare haven't sort of fulfilled potential that maybe they were shown in pre-season and early rounds. Um, and yeah, they've been let down by probably the poorest bunch of senior players the club's had since 1996. So we've made just on to 2024, Dunk. Yeah. Obviously, Miller, Frawley, Goudemond coming in. What other positions do you think it's critical we're signing? I'm assuming you don't want to see Richie Miley in the halves. <laughs> um, I think for f- the problem is we've signed. We, when you sign Frawley, it'll be it might be all right at seven, but he's not going to be all right if you put a square peg in a round hole next to him. So to give him the best chance and Miller the best chance, they need a, a really good running six. And nothing below top quality will do for Leeds at the minute with the position. Can you put a standards. name on that? For me, it's got to be if Brodie Croft goes for Lee instead of Leeds, then it's an absolute 
joke. Just if 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 Brody Croft is available, Duncan, and it mm. looks like he is, you know, everything that's yeah, coming yeah. out of the sky, it leads have to sign him, don't they? I know that sounds yeah. daft. But even if, even if it, I've heard I've heard people saying, "Oh, well, he might go to the NRL," but if he gets an NRL move after twelve months, I don't really care because it obviously means he's played well for Leeds. Yeah, but we've got to stop thinking that we're going to sign players that are going to stay for ten years because they're not. We're those not days are club, done. We're not, every club, we're not, not just club the club league, those days are done. Yeah, yeah. Um, personally, I'd probably take Paul Rowley as well from Salford. Yeah, grab him. Take them both. So, yeah. Um, what did you make of Sam Walters? Hold that whole <laughs> scenario. <laughs> you are trying to wind me up tonight, aren't you? Um, <laughs> I love you. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was, I think, to be fair, if Austin epitomised the shenanigans off the field. Yeah, I agree. Sam Walters epitomises our recruitment. Mm. Because Has there every, been... every fan is sat back going, how? And I mean, I how know you were saying he's going to be garbage for Wigan and all the rest of it, which... God, I hope so. We hope he is, but I don't think he will be. Yeah. Um how have we let that? How just how have we let a player that we've nurtured from seventeen, we've put a lot of time into, just walk out of the club and go to one of our rivals, mm. who are miles in front of us as well, by the way, and we're trying to catch them up. And that I've always said that says everything. If you were to let players like Olfitz and Donaldson go, they'd probably go to the championship or yeah. cast. Mm. But Sam Walters going to Wigan says everything that we should have kept him and paid him the money that he wanted and probably deserved. But I think, again, I think Smith's had a hand in that as well as Hetherington. Um, the fact that he was dropped after St. Helens when he single-handedly like, took on their pack in the first game and was a massive part of us beating them. Then to get dropped the week after and us get beat by Cass, just... I think I came on after Cass and said we're playing with fire, actually, for it. If memory serves me right, you did. You said you you, you said you were going to leave. Give yourself a pat on the back there. <laughs> <laughs> Duncan, it's been amazing yeah. to have you on the podcast as always. Thanks for all your thoughts for twenty twenty three. Enjoy the off season, and we'll see Cheers. you in twenty twenty four, mate. Take care. You will, guys. Take care. Thank you. And thank you again to Crystal Palace for going over and beating Scum. 1-0. Two to go, I think. Two to go, and it's next in the eloquence and the dictionary competition, uh, and it's Cameron. Cameron, how are you? I'm all right. Are you both all right? Yeah. Welcome back. It's only been a week since you saw my enormous oh, my bald camera's... head. Cameron, nice shirt. The 2023 season as a whole, your, your thoughts, your five minutes, go for it. I think it shows that last year was a bit of a facade in terms of papering over the the cracks that have been sort of systemic in the club for a, a long time and I mean a long time um, probably since at least 2018 maybe 2016 in terms of not recruiting the right players and not really having a proper long-term plan for the club mm. what did you make of the recruitment at the start of the year for 2023 I saw it as Leeds believing that they needed to take a step back to get, to take steps forward. I thought it showed that the club wanted to put investment into young players rather than ready-made players. And 
that's a fair enough approach, I think. But it set the tone for what I felt was going to be a a disappointing season on the on the field. Now that's not to say all the signings have been bad. I I identify someone like Lewis Roberts as sort of the epitome of our recruitment, a player who didn't look super league ready at the start of the season, but by the end was performing at a level where I was like, oh, I can see where this is going. But that doesn't help us make the playoffs or be where we want to be and where we should be. Like, come on, we are, we are we're one of the two biggest clubs in this country. We're the biggest club. Well, we are, uh, us. <laughs> You're being too modest. <laughs> I probably am because we are you the are. biggest, let's be fair. As bad as Laurie, we are the biggest. You need to be a bit more like Mark. No, you don't. Um, Rowan Smith, um, do you think throughout the season, Cam, do you think he should have been sacked? Would you sack him now? Would you stick with him? What are your thoughts on Mr Smith? I mean, I, I think I was, I can't remember what game it was after, but I was on the pod and I, I vehemently um, pushed against any suggestion that he, he should be sacked at that point. And still, I still stand by that. All, all that getting rid of him does now is just press the reset button. And you mm-hmm. maybe argue that maybe we do need to press the reset button, but we're in the middle of a project here. The best thing to do now is to to, to ride the wave and see where it goes. Now, let's not forget. I mean, I know I know last year I said last year was a facade, and it was. But there were some encouraging signs mm-hmm. um, during that period, and it's just about extrapolating that into a, a full campaign this season, um, this upcoming season, I should say. And hopefully we're going to see more of the players that he actually wants at the club, if you see what I mean, and mm-hmm. play a style. You know, he didn't sign Blake Austin. He didn't sign Aidan Caesar. But he's yeah. going to hopefully sign the next number six that we have. Mm. Uh, you talk of 2024 recruitment, Cam. Miller coming in, Frawler coming in, Gudemann coming in. Any other areas where you think it's you feel it's critical we get some quality in? I'd say there's four areas um, mm. that we need to recruit in. I'd accept three if if we can't physically complete four, which might happen. But obviously, you probably need a centre with with Nene as good as gone. Yeah. The most important one for me is trying to find, trying to make a statement signing at standoff. Be it someone like Brodie Croft or Mikey Lewis, that is an absolute must. Mm. If we, if Gary Everton is serious about competing next year, the big number six has to come in. Um, I, I think we need another prop, not mm. because I think we're that weak in that area, but I think we'll we'll need a bit more depth. And you can never have too many props, in my opinion, anyway. Um, and prob you probably need a number a number nine who can just. Uh, we talk about experience. A lot of people have spoken about having an experience now, which I agree. But also, I'd like an impactful nine. I since um, we lost Cruz, and I know Cruz didn't want to play the impact role, but. When we're changing on number nine, I'm not seeing anyone bringing on that instant impact. Yeah. Mm. I think Danny Levi got away from us there. I think he would have been yeah. the perfect type of nine for us. Um, what did you make of the whole... We kind of spoke about Sam Wallace throughout. What, what did you make of Sam leaving us? Do you think it was him wanting to leave? Do you think it was the club not... Like Duncan said earlier, the club not playing him or a bit of both. It does leave a bit of taste. Duncan was right when he said way back when that the club were playing with fire and they were. He was a player that needed game time. For God's sake, that's the third time now we've said Duncan were right. I know. (laughs) He needed the game time to be convinced that he he, he was part of the long-term plan and he wasn't really given that. I can understand why he wasn't given the game time, but he he was a player that Leeds should have signed signed on. And and in the end, you can't control what he does uh, in terms of signing for a, a rival. But, 
Um, it'll be crap for Wigan. Have handled it better. <laughs> it'll be crap. Cameron, it's been brilliant having you throughout the old 2023, sharing your thoughts with us. Thanks a lot for tonight, and we'll see you in 2024. Enjoy the off-season. Yeah, you too. Thank you. Thanks, Karen. Three, three compliments for Duncan. Three compliments to Duncan, yeah. Six, seven I know. minutes. His head's getting even bigger. It's going to be as big as mine. Well, let's no, just make sure that that's our... That's physically impossible. Yeah, that's true. Let's just make sure our last guest doesn't compliment Duncan as well. But obviously, our last guest is also not only just a regular for us, but also attends on all of our interviews we do. He's also a big person behind organising big, big these interviews as well. So, stats are also Andy, because we can't have two stats people in one. Andy, how are you? <laughs> I'm very well, thank you. It's an honour to be on for the last guest. Say the best to last, I hope, or the worst to last. <laughs> headline, headline act. <laughs> yes. Very um, Andrew, your thoughts on the 2023 Leeds Rhinos season? Go for it. Well, it started with a short kickoff at Warrington as a disaster. I think we were 26-0 down at half-time and it got progressively worse. We had some high points against St Helens when I thought we were going to kick on. And it's just been, in all honesty, for a club of Leeds Rhinos stature to finish eighth in Super League is not good enough, I'm afraid. And there has to be big changes uh, for 2024. Uh, and yeah, it's there are a few positives. Obviously, the victories at Wigan and Saints were good victories, and even the victory over Huddersfield, I think, in May when they had the uh, Rob Burrow shirt. Mm-hmm. But on the whole, for not make the, the playoffs is, is to me, is very, very poor. Yeah, it's diabolical. What did you yeah. make of the recruitment for 2023 way back when? I, I thought it was mixed. I think Sam Lassoni has settled in uh, and yeah. will be the best on earth, as they say in the song. Uh, Daryl Olfert's minus two out of ten for me. Yeah. Uh, Lou Roberts needs time. Sounds like Hooley's going to go to Cass. Mm. So, very mixed. Sangare. It took a while for him to settle. I think having a full pre-season will, will give him a better chance in, in 2024. But the recruitment has to be better over the winter months if we are going to challenge for next year. You talk about that recruitment there, Andrew, for 2024. Obviously, we've got Lackey Miller coming in, Matt Frawley, Goudemond. Any other areas? Yeah, I've, I've kind of listened to what everybody else has said. Yeah. It sounds like Nene won't be coming back, despite the fact he played for PNG the other day. Mm. So we will need a centre. We do need a standoff. Yeah, uh, yeah Jack Simfield will get better with age, I'm absolutely certain. But you need experience. I've heard the name Brodie Croft mentioned, which I think will be uh, a fantastic signing. And again, possibly another prop. I think Goodman will settle in at Leeds. I think the other two, Millen Frawley, will, will do well. But you need strength in depth. And it's amazing that Reese Martin is the only player to play in every game last season. And yeah. for, for a squad of, of Leeds Rhinos stature, to have one player never present is not good enough. In three positions, was it Reese? Four positions? Four positions. Halfback. I, I don't think he. I think he played second row in the first couple of games. He did. Yeah. And then, sure, and then did he have a spell at, uh, at loose as well? No. Um, no. I don't remember. Being at, he might have done, but he's definitely played at least second row center and yes, um, yeah. stand and up. Half. Yeah. Yeah. Where, is there a particular thing stats that you think that? Where it went wrong for Leeds this year? Is there a particular item of the... God. Or it's the where, squad? Where 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 when, is, it, is it Gary? Is it the transfers? Is it Was it a particular game? Recruitment, obviously, is a massive thing. And I also think possibly last season, we probably all got carried away when we did reach the grand final. And we thought, OK, next year, 2023, we'll do it over again. And the defeats at 
Casp, uh, I think in March, having a filthy night, losing uh, against Casper, the Magic, and then losing against Wakefield. You c- if you're going to be a top six side, you can't be losing to the two sides that are battling relegation. And yeah, it, question marks going to be asked over the off season. We need to do a full review, and we need to be better for it uh, in 2024. Do we keep Ronald Smith? Uh, I think the time has passed to get rid of him. I think now we're. We've yeah. finished the season. You can't bring any new coaching because usually when you bring a new coach, it's already set in stone, a.k.a. Tony Smith back in 2003-04. He's got to be given, I think, for me, five or six games out of the new campaign and then we'll judge it come Easter time. If we're nowhere near come Easter time, I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, depart Lee Drynos. It's been a, it's been a tough year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a tough year. Is that the final nail? No. The Lockpot Awards. Are the final, Reese? It, it's great to see your mouth move. Sorry, <laughs> I, 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 because I'm I'm orchestrating all of this. So keeping quiet while you can't hear me tapping. I actually have one more question for stats. Yes, um, mainly because obviously you organise all the interviews that well, quite a lot of the interviews that we do. Yes, who has been your favourite person to interview? Uh, what a great this, question this season. Crack is some good ones. Uh, obviously, we had Gary Mercer on a couple of weeks ago. He was good feedback off of Gary. Very funny. We've got Alan Tate coming up in a couple of weeks where he can defend his honour as the, the cheapskate of the, the league. The tightest man in the early man. <laughs> I, I think, I know it wasn't this season, but Danny Maguire, uh, who to me, growing up, was Did a hero. Yeah. We do. We need that bell. Uh, Danny Maguire was just brilliant. I hope he doesn't go to Castle. I really do. Uh, he, he will. He will not go to Castle. To interview the all-time leading try scorer in Super League history and a player who was instrumental of the golden generation from 2014 to 2017 is something that I remember for a long time. And prior to that, probably Yesin Harris, who, of course, were Manor still in 1998. So okay. we've done well and look forward to getting some more guests on the pod over the Andrew, few months. Yes. Thank you for all your work with the specials. Thank you for coming on Pleasure. and reviewing 2023 with us. We'll see you for the Alan Tate, but we'll also see you in 2024. You're welcome. Enjoy the off-season and take care. Take care. Wow, what a whistle stop tour around our regulars. I'm just counting how many that was. <laughs> ten. I mean, to ten, ten guests. Um, so thank you to all of those ten people. Guests they all in make an hour and six minutes. That's not yeah. bad. People may be saying there's one missing because there is, and that's Chris, who is on holiday. I was going to say sadly, but it, that's not sadly. That is. No. Sunning it up somewhere. But he has sent me a message, so I'll just read it out now. So this is Chris's thoughts. So Chris says, in true lot pod style, I'm going to start with the positives. He's a man of the pod. There's been a few great moments in 2023, just not enough of them. The away game at Saints in March was glorious, like Andrew said and, and Duncan and a few others. Not so much the win, but the absolute state of the Saints fans afterwards was epic, which it was. That, that podcast was... Five hours long, Reese. We tried to make it as long as possible, if I remember that right. Was a, a thing of beauty. Their dummies were flying absolutely everywhere. Other great wins were Catalans and the Giants at home and Wigan and Hull away. As I say, there just wasn't enough of these type of wins. Too many close losses, but that brings me to another positive, which surprisingly is all the negative stuff that has happened. It's been a totally bizarre year with people leaving and injuries, etc., 
But now I think we've needed this for a few years. We are actually having a proper clear out. I believe it's about 17 players that has left since Rowan came in. Wow, that's a big turnaround. And getting rid of players that don't want to play for the club is long overdue, like Mark and Duncan said. Yes, I think there's been a few errors in recruitment since Rowan has come in. Well, maybe two, Alfords and Walters. But I genuinely feel we are now building the platform to push on. I know a lot of fans want that instant success, but I believe in long-term planning and sticking to it. So in summary, 2023, disappointing, crap year, but one I think we will look back on as the turning point. Do you agree with that, Reese? I think this year has been so dour that we'll look back on it and say, from that moment on, we've improved. It's quite an interesting way to look at it is the a positive that we've just got all this negative stuff out that we might have needed. And I haven't, I haven't actually thought of it like that. So thanks, Chris. I think I actually think it's a really well-raised point. Um, you know, if it's going to happen, we might as well let it all happen at once and move forward from there. We have had a lot of players leave. We didn't have much salary cap to make much recruitment with this year. And it is a massive opportunity. I suppose us as fans, and I think I've shared this, is that I'm just not confident that the leadership we've got within the club can deliver that this off-season. But we don't control that and we'll find that out in February, March next year, whether they've done the right thing or not. We will. We'll find out quickly. But like Chris says, there was a lot to change. And, th- you know, I mentioned it on the, the pod we've just done now, that Leeming, Austin, you know, MacDonald, the, to have three of those in one season. Now, I know Duncan and everyone shared their opinion on it. But I think that's tough. And I think that's going to be tough for any coach. Never mind a coach that's struggling and fighting to get the biggest club in the world into the playoffs. So... That won't happen next year. That won't happen again in Rowan Smith's coaching career, whether he's here or wherever. That will never happen. Three players, one to go AWOL, one to be thrown out the door, one to spit his dummy out. You maybe get one every two years, three years, maybe even longer. So I kind of said at the end of the, um, I think it was the Wigan review when we were when we were chatting that, I said, if the club have any doubts about Rowan, sack him now, sack him immediately. They obviously think that this is the guy for the long term so I believe no matter how bad it gets next year we have to stick with him because the time has gone if that makes sense there was times this year when they could have pulled the trigger and everyone would have nodded the head everyone myself included would have said after Wakefield if they'd have sacked him would have all gone yeah that's such a bad result after Wigan when we didn't score a point yeah get rid of him and after Catalan's Everyone, a lot of people would have said, that's the time. But now that those three moments have gone, I can't remember who said it. They've said, I think it might have been Phil. I do apologise. That time has gone now and he's here. And he's here to the end of the year for me. A long-term plan. No more short-termism. Is that even a word? Did you hear the two words from Cameron? I can't even remember him though, that posh. Facade was one. Facade and... I can't remember what the one was. Frivolity or something. Anything else to add, Reese? No, just thanks to everyone coming on. That was a breathless effort. We did mention doing this last year, but we never got round to it. This has been a year in production, but we'll just do this moving forward every year now. We do have um, 
as stats, as Andrew said there, the Alan Tate interview coming up in a few weeks' time. We're recording that with him. I'd just like to thank everybody, not just for tonight, for engaging with us and, and, and our regulars, as always. Just listening to them all on this podcast tonight, we're so lucky to have loads of different opinions and they give us loads of feedback and they are the stars of this because me and Reese are here every week and you hear us witter on constantly. So thanks to our regulars. You'll see all those and Chris back again for 2024. I'd like to thank ACDMB for supporting us. They do great work. If you've bought a Lot 17A fanzine, looked at it and thought this looks sleek, professional, stylish, all of that is ACDMB. The print, the design, the whole publication is ACDMB. So get in touch with them and they will revamp your company or your website. And a thanks to Reese for being my right-hand man, for being my co-host throughout the year. He makes everything so much easier and funnier and flash, fleshes out an hour with loads of stats, which sometimes <laughs> we need because cover your ears, George. We don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. <laughs> so Reese can flesh it out for six minutes with some stats and we can kind of get our teeth into that. Um, we stream every podcast live on YouTube, so please do go over to YouTube at the Lot Pod. Search the Lot Pod. That's us there. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Every time we stream these podcasts, you'll be notified on whichever device you choose to watch YouTube on. We'll be back shortly with the Lot Pod Awards, the second one. So I'll be in my iron shirt and tie once again for that one. So, Reese, if people do want to vote on the Lot Pod Awards, how can they do that? Uh, I will pin the tweet onto my Twitter page, which is the Owl and Fleece. It is just a Google form in two sections. You rate every player out of 10 on a scale of 1 to 10, obviously 10 being the best and 1 being the worst. And then for the awards, we've got the player of the season, signing of the season, and then also the young player of the season, uh, it's Man of Steel format, first place three points, second place two points, and then one uh, third place you get one point. I'll tally all those scores up uh, and we'll do those awards uh, as well from there. But if you just look on that pin tweet, fill out that form, it'll take you five minutes max uh, and we will use all of that data ahead of the Lotpod Awards, which we're probably going to do in the middle of next week, I yes. imagine. Correct. Are you going? Are you then going to release your can you re release your database is it possible? yeah and once the season is over i will be releasing my database for the entire super league season okay. as well so you can all have a play and have a look at that and see what i spend my time doing on a sunday morning or monday morning um not now you're married for fun <laughs> thanks reese thanks to all our regulars thanks everybody for watching thanks everybody for listening we'll be back with the lot pod awards take care